Good morning. This is Ruth Wittstein. You're listening to Northerners Stuck in the South. And it is May 19th, 2020, Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Oh, man. I've been fighting this back. Come on. Having problems with my back wanting to go out. And it's been ongoing. <clears throat> ongoing for the last... Off and on, a few, few weeks, you know, of come and go. And this time it's just... Mm. I bent down yesterday to lift lift up one of my cats and my back goes out. That's the lovely thing about getting old and having lupus and just being just being alive, I guess. Things happen, huh? Well, today I tried to log on to Facebook. It didn't work. Isn't that funny? That's good, actually. It's telling me Universe is telling me to get off the social media nonsense and the news there was no change so No point in talking about it. The only thing that I saw differently, which was last night um, And maybe there's more news out there and I didn't pay attention to it because I you know, but our president has now taken that hydro hydroxychloroquine He's making the decision to think it's going to prevent him from getting sick Yeah, I think he thinks he's immune Mm-hmm. I think he thinks he's immune. But he's running around not take, not wearing a mask and acting like he's all that. And, um, you know, it's like, dude. <laughs> Seriously, you know. Nancy Pelosi said that she was concerned about him taking it. You know, they've had their wars between the two, you know, verbal wars between the two of each other, but... She really does care about him, even though he's a butt. She cares about him. She cares about everybody. I don't care how horrible a person is. She cares. And um, that's hard for him to deal with because he doesn't care. So when there's someone that can care about you, even when you're at your worst, that's a good person. Nancy Pelosi's a good person. She um, said she's concerned that the president taking this medication is bad because it says it is dangerous for those who are morbidly obese. He's morbidly obese, um, blood pressure issues, all kinds of problems. He's got a lot of problems, apparently. More problems than people realize. And uh, this medication can be dangerous. One of the side effects is that um, cardiac standstill. Dangerous side effect. Yep, that's my dog. He's chewing his, chewing his butt again. He's just going to do it, guys. I'm sorry. He just does that. He makes these noises, and it's nothing weird. It's what he does. He walks around smiling one minute, eating bagel bites the next minute. Then he starts chewing on himself the next minute. Then he talks and whines and carries on. So that's what he does. Anyways, it's a beautiful day. I think it's going to be a hot one. I was thinking about doing lots of laundry today, but my back is so awful. I think it's going to be all I can do. I don't know. I like to wash our linens because I think it's going to rain tomorrow. So we need to get that done. Yesterday I did all my clothes and towels. And my back was so bad hanging that stuff out. It was just awful. And uh, I just had a hard time. 
and I, my husband helped me so much, but I can tell he's getting, it's getting to be much for him to help me. You know, he's not used to doing all this stuff all the time. And so when I ask, you know, when I've been needing help, I think it's, it's been overwhelming to him. So I don't know. I think perhaps I got a little bug on my foot. I knew there was something biting me. These little bitty, come on, you stupid shoe. These little bitty ants just like to get you out here. They just do. Um, anyway, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just told him, I said, I have to do this in stages. I'll have to wash his big comforter first, you know, and our blanket. And then the sheets after that with the linens, with the linens, with the, with the leftover clothes. My daughter put a bunch of stuff in here yesterday. I had all the clothes, so I thought, and then she comes with a big old mound of it last night. <laughs> last minute. Oh, I found these all under my stuff and in my bookcase. That's where they belong. Oh, it's a funny thing about kids, isn't it? They do stuff like that all the time. Kids are funny. They're always, you know, they're just odd. They have their own little, I guess I want to say agenda or routine or plan or their priorities are different than ours. You know, she was a little hacked at me last night. I would, didn't let her get on the tablet. My husband and I stuck to our guns. She wanted to get on there. And we had made the decision between the two of us because she wouldn't go to bed till like 3 o'clock in the morning the night before. So we made the decision between the two of us that she would uh, be off that tablet by 7 o'clock at the night. And then, you know, come... 11 give her a good time to get her mind wind down school's out so you know going to bed at 10 o'clock is not necessary <clears throat> i told her she could stay up till midnight that's fine but no tablet after seven watch movies eat popcorn write in her journal read books you know do things like that she doesn't need to get on on that tablet which will just wake her up and then she'll be wanting to stay up until three or four I told her I'd do the same. And I did, I stayed off the thing. I would, normally I, I marathon my shows on Netflix. I didn't do it. I didn't do it last night. I, I behaved myself, which is what needs to happen for both of us, you see. Oh, buddy, we know. You can tell us all about it. He's just going to tell us, isn't he? He's just going to tell us. I know it sounds like he's in like peril, you know, but I promise you he's rolling around on the ground. With his butt, with his with his feet in the air. He's like, I wonder if he's got some husky in him. You know, huskies can talk, and they sound like they're dying sometimes. Like, ow, ow. And they're not. They're just talking. And there's times I wonder if that's not what Buddy's part husky or something. He's got that. He's very talkative. He's always been very talkative since we've ever gotten him. So that yesterday... <laughs> Excuse me. We had that. We had our. Um, yeah, I told you we had our our fence up and our gate up and everything. We've had that up now for a while. And the girls down the street came to the gate and stood there and stood there and stood there and stood there. Not the little kids. I'm talking the older ones that 
we've already told them that there could be no play dates. That even though the country is opening up here and there, and that, um, you know, the schools are not even back in session. And school is, should be out anyways, but even if, they're, they're even trying to say, our, our state is trying to decide whether or not they're going to open up the schools, even in the fall. They're just, they're wondering, you know. So, uh, and of course it would be in August when they would open if they open the public schools. And we do, we homeschool, so we don't start our homeschool till after September. That's what we always do. Ours is after Labor Day. But, um, yeah, I, you know, they're still recommending, they're still recommending that kids, this is the experts. No, I'm not talking about President Trump. He doesn't, he didn't count in this because he's, he's devoid of understanding the facts. But the experts are saying that we should watch it. We should really watch it. Those kids, if they're going to be out and about, need to be wearing, um, need to be wearing masks. Okay, these two girls came to our to our house. They wanted to come in. At first, they tried to jimmy the gate open. Guess they didn't know how it worked. And uh, there's a sign there that says no admittance, no matter what. And they still were trying to get in. My husband had to go down. My back was out, and I was laying down. I was hurting so bad. My husband had to go down and talk to him. And they're like, well, can't you come out and play? And my husband said, look, guys, you got to understand this. This pandemic is some serious stuff. My wife can't afford to get sick, and, you know, we just have to watch the, you know, the contacts that we make. We, we really can't be getting out and about. Even that includes our daughter because she's, we're all in close proximity. Anyway, one of the girls says, yeah, I know. I go everywhere. We don't wear masks or nothing, and, I mean, we don't get cough or sick or nothing. We go everywhere. My mom and I, we go everywhere. None of us ever get sick. I just think it's a joke, you know. And my husband said, I'm sorry, can't, can't do it. Well, they kind of walked away. My daughter, she's been watching enough news. She says, well, if they can't figure this out, then they're stupid. She said, if they're going to walk around believing that it's a hoax and it's no big deal, then they're not thinking clear. She said, I'm not going to take a chance, Mom. She said, I've watched enough of the news to understand and listen <clears throat> to the scientists talk about this thing. She said, I don't need to be, you know, told repeatedly that I can't be out and about. We tried to tell them that they could talk over the fence as long as they had masks on. You know, she stood back. They didn't want to do that. They, didn't want, they wanted to get together. And the thing is, I've watched them when they used to play together. When they'd walk together, they're always doing things. You know, even though what they're, they range in ages from 9 to 13, and my daughter's nine, and then the oldest one is 13. And mm, they're hugging on each other and holding hands. And I mean, girly stuff, you know, just silly stuff. And yeah, I mean, they're not going to be, they're not going to social distance. They're not going to, my daughter might do it, but they'll, you know, that one that was just so certain that it was no big deal. I, I really worry about her. And that's the thing. See, that's the thing we got to think about when you're out there and when you're letting your kids play with their friends. Are they going to do the right thing? Are they going to socially distance? Are they going to wear the mask and wash the hands? Are they, are they going to be pawing at each other and to spite, you know, do something like spit on your friend or something? 
spit on their friend. Well, see, here's the thing. Maybe long ago, before pandemics and crap, this pandemic was raging the earth, being a silly seventh grader is okay, you know? I mean, shoot, when I was in seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, whatever, my friend and I used to sit around and try to make as many loud, obnoxious, fake farts as we could, you know, on our hands, on our mouths, you know, make those those noises. We were we were just the typical kid. Okay, can't help that. But kids aren't gonna aren't gonna probably listen to the reason that my daughter is. She's nine, she watches the news with me. And so she is listening to reason and she gets it. She's watched this this inflammatory business and children is scaring her. Because it's deadly. And you know, is it? It's rare, but even so, I mean, I have this bad condition, my own self, with lupus, and we're just not gonna take a chance. It's hard, guys. It's so hard. But I talked to my eldest daughter, who's got my grandkids. You know, and she's got another one on the way. And I asked her, "How's it going with the kids there?" And they live in this really large kind of townhome condo apartment complexy kind of place, you know, and there's a lot of kids there. And I asked her, how's it going? Because her son, my grandson, likes to play, obviously. And she says, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle because he wants to get outside and play and I can't let him go hang with his buddies. And I said, so you're continuing to keep the kids in. She goes, oh, damn right. She said, ma, I can't, I can't take a chance of him coming down with this stuff and then bringing it in the house and and me getting sick and I'm fixing to have a baby. And I said, no, you're smart thinking. I'm just wondering how hard is it for you to keep them under wraps. And she says, well, you know, the little boy, the son, I'm not mentioning names. Mm. He's going to be five years old this summer. Um, he's the handful and he is a big boy. He wants to go out and play. He wants to do his thing. Little girl, she's going to be eight years old. She's very reserved, and she's very much, she's a lot like me and a lot like her mama. Yeah, a, a loner, just an introvert, just likes to be alone, reading books, doing her own thing, doesn't like a lot of people mussing up her mojo, you know. She wants you there. It might be one person. She's not into groups. She's happy with one good friend, and, uh. She's cute. She said, I'm young. I have yet to find that one good friend. Give me time. She's cool with it. She's she's very, very capable of entertaining herself, reading, drawing pictures, doing whatever. She doesn't need to have an audience or need to have people entertain her. That's a good thing. And, you know, uh, that's the hard thing for these kids deck now. My daughter has no problem entertaining herself. My daughter. Uh, all of my kids, you know. My, my eldest, my youngest. No problem. They tend to just, you know, chill, relax, do their thing. They're into their... They like to... Uh, I think they like the solitude. They like the not interruptions. They like when people do not interrupt them. They can do their thing without being bothered. That's me. I don't like being bothered. I don't like being interrupted. Mm. 
I'm not one of these people that craves human contact all the time. I know there's a lot of folks out there that cannot be by themselves. They're just, they have to have, they either have to have an audience to, to look at everything that they're doing, or they have to, they're the ones that post everything they're doing on Facebook. Those are the people that have to have an audience. I, I don't need one of those. You know, my, my posts are never about what my personal life is. Never. I don't discuss my backyard. I don't discuss cooking. I don't discuss my, my meals. I don't discuss my, my family. I don't do that. I protect my family's privacy. Um, I know Facebook is supposed to be for getting to know each other and to be, but you know what? They've proven that people who put their whole family life out there, they're putting themselves at risk. For a lot of things, cyber attacks, you know, home invasions, whatever, you know, it's just not a good thing. Not to mention, I've never been that person. I don't need to take a selfie. I don't like selfies. I, I think that's just um, narcissistic. They said that people who do a lot of selfies, they feel like, at least this is what the experts have said. Experts. Here we go. But the psychologists have said that people who do a tons of selfies tend to suffer from that narcissistic personality disorder. That's the one that our president seems to have. Big into what he looks like. Now, I have a niece that does this all the time. She's always taking selfies. Doing the duck face. I hate that. I love her to pieces, my niece, but I just don't like that when she does that. It's just... I don't know. But anyways, back to yesterday... My daughter did fine. She says, you know, I'm, I'm okay, Ma. She said, you know, I recognize there was a reason why we did the homeschooling thing. And I said, well, the schools stink around here, Ted. And plus, I just feel like you deserve to get more rest. I said, I don't feel like the kids that go to public school because of our busing situation. And she would have to do the bus. There would be no question there. Um, the busing situation, you know, we live so far out. These guys don't get home till night, fall damn near. And I said, I... I just feel like you deserve better sleep. And <clears throat> as far as friends go, so I can play with my friends down the street if I want. You know, if I want, when there's no pandemic going on. She says, this is not, a, not an issue. But she said, I really realize why. She said, I'm able to handle this thing. I'm able to handle this shelter in place better than most kids. And she sure is. You hear those birds? They are having a conversation back here. It's okay, guys. They're all in the trees are talking. But yeah. She, she's done really well. I do feel bad, though. A lot of homeschool kids, I do know, are more apt to keep to themselves. But then again, there's a lot of parents that are super-duper weird about it. You know, like the, the ultra-religious ones. You know, you shall not interface with the world. No, that's not me. I, if there was no pandemic, I'd be like, go play with your friends because you need that. Um, and I'd be having them over here, you know, it'd be fine. I think she needs a social interaction. It's important. And I don't believe in that whole, she's going to come across people that don't agree with her. She's going to come across people that don't feel the same way she does. And the way of navigating in the world is to be around some of that. You know, you got to be around a little bit of it. And you can make your choice whether you want to stay in it. You know, for me, I learned over the years for myself that it just became an irritant. 
an unnecessary irritant to continue to try to explain myself to people. Because I am a weird duck. I am not the same. I'm odd duck. I don't. I am, um, you know, I'm not your, I'm not your average southerner, obviously. I'm a northerner. I, um, my political views are so different from everybody down here. Um, I have beliefs in, in other things, spiritually. Uh, I just don't walk to the same beat that these people do around me. And it just got to where I could handle one person, and that's fine. But to try to keep explaining myself, because they keep asking, and they it's almost as if they demand an explanation or demand uh, um, evidence as to why I'm, you know, who I am. I don't feel the need to keep constantly doing that because it takes a lot of energy. It's like I have to justify me. I don't need to justify me. No one needs to really justify themselves. You are who you are. The only, the only time, you know, like I said, if you're into harmful behavior, things that are going to hurt others, yeah, I'd like to know what, what drives that. And I don't want it anywhere near me. You know, don't want that bad behavior near me. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into this, you know, having to argue with your friends so that you can get them, get your point across. I, I don't need to do that. Petty friendships drive me crazy. You know, the kind where... Your buddies with one person, but the minute they leave, you're talking to your other friend about that person behind their back. I hate that. It's gossipy shit, and I don't like it. That's one thing I don't like is gossip. I find it offensive. You know, I know that if someone's going to talk to me about someone else, then they're going to talk to others, you know. And, and I even, we all gossip. Everybody does to a certain extent. Shoot. Are discussing even the news. We're discussing different um, uh, different public figures with each other when that public figure isn't even there to defend themselves. It's a bit of a gossipy thing. That's talking behind their backs. Um, so there is some of that. You can't get away from all that. But when you've got your close acquaintances and friends and you literally are trashing them behind their backs constantly, and that's kind of what led to some downfalls in relationships for me. When I discovered that the people that I thought were confidants weren't, they were sharing. And then I realized that I had a hard time trying to keep um, stuff to myself, too. I did. Um, it's difficult for me to do that. Especially when it's something that is disturbing to me that someone tells me and I don't know what to do with it. They're like, what do you think I should do with this information? Like, I had a friend of mine... This was when I worked at the hospital. Come to me. And I kept it to myself. It was hard. She was having an affair on her husband. And she wanted to know if I thought she was being ridiculous. Because her husband was. He didn't spend much time with her. He didn't have any time for her. He was too busy working in his world. And she was working as a nurse part time. And she started having an affair with a doctor. Who was also married. You know. Is this this big 
creepy triangle. She was telling me about it and I didn't, God, it was just like, I didn't want to have that information given to me. And I told her, I said, I wish she wouldn't tell me these things. Well, can't you keep, can you not keep a, a secret? I'm like, well, it's not that. It's just, it makes me uncomfortable to hear it. I don't want to feel the need to judge anyone and it's none of my business. You know, because I don't think I could do that. I said, is your husband's okay with you having these affairs? She's like, well, hell no. Why would anybody husband be okay? I said, well, like for me, you know, I have this personal view. Now you're going to think I'm crazy. My husband doesn't like this. He says, no, he'll never do it. But I, I can't right now be, um, intimate in the bedroom right now because of this ability to have children still and I have lupus and so I won't and a lot of the birth control methods don't work for me and they make me sick so I have to be we have to have this purely platonic I should say platonic but we don't we don't fool around and that's okay there's sometimes that that happens okay I told my husband I feel bad that, that he's on that back burner that maybe he's not wanting to do that but I can't sacrifice this and the op the possibility of getting pregnant when it would devastate me physically if I couldn't handle it I would probably die and physically it would probably kill me with the lupus and then the whole because um, you know I have more problems than that too and then of course if something happened to me he'd be stuck and then I do know that at my age, it's the very common, the very possible, strong possibility of having multiples is a real deal. It is. Um, our bodies tend to spit out eggs in twos and threes towards the end of your cycles. When you're going to get fixed and to be done forever, that can happen. That's why you have a lot of women who wind up pregnant with twins in their late years of life and they can't figure out how come. Mm. But I told him, I said, you know, I should not prevent you from having fun. So, you know, as long as you're careful. And he just looked at me and went, do what? I said, well, you know, I mean, and if you find somebody else in that process and you fall in love, you weren't mine to begin with. I mean, I don't believe in owning people. I personally have no desire for any of this. I said, but if, oh, Jesus, drop my stuff, hold on. Lord, hold on, dropping my stuff on the ground, I just said, if you know, I look at it, things happen for a reason, I said, I don't believe in owning you, if you feel like you need this, that sex is a need, and you must have, and I can't provide, because I'm trying to protect myself from pregnancy, and I think that's a reasonable, prudent thing to do, but you know, and I don't have the desire, that's what's the weird part, I don't have the desire, I don't think about it. I think it's because I shouldn't because of my situation, right? I said, but you, on the other hand, are not bound to that same. And he just went, I am too. And I went, no, I'm not forcing you. He said, no, you don't have to force me. He said, I feel the same way you do. We need to be careful. He said, but I would never run around on you. I said, I don't own you, hon. I don't own you. I don't, I don't do that. You know, I don't feel the need to be that way towards you. If you find that you're unhappy and you want to be with somebody else, I'm not going to stop you. That's just cruel. I said, just do me the service of letting me know so that I can 
you know, deal with whatever needs to be dealt with. I said, but I'm not that kind of person that just, oh my God, you know, you better not watching your every move. I don't care about that. That's your business. And he just kind of thought I was crazy. And I said, well, I look at it this way. It's, we're all responsible for controlling our own behavior. I can't control you. You can't control me. So for me, I give that control to you. It's not up to me to control you on that front. And I don't own you. And I understand if you did do this, I would understand why. Just let me know. I'm okay with it. Because I feel bad that you're not getting. Men need it more than women. That's the truth. And he just went, and I told this to my friend, and she went, dear God. And I said, well, no, I don't. jealousy doesn't work. I don't have that. I don't understand jealousy. Jealousy is a pointless thing. I said, and sneaking around is pointless. If you have to sneak around, then there's more wrong. You discuss this with your husband, you know. See, if you feel like you have to go find it somewhere else, it would be good to go tell your husband that. Say, hey, you know, we got problems here. I mean, do you have a problem with me having an affair? And if he blows up and says, hell yeah, I just say, well, is there any way that we can remedy our situation here at the house so that um, I don't feel the need to look around? And there's a lot of people who, who, who have affairs for different reasons. You know, some of it's just purely sexual. What do they call that? Friends with benefits. And some of it is, is just an intimate, uh, platonic ref uh, affair. They just want a friend. You know, I, my views are a little bit weird, but I just do not believe in owning people. I believe that you should want to be there because you want to be there. You should not be forced to be in relationships. You should be there because you want to be there. And my husband and I are like that with each other. I have no desire to see anybody else or do anything else with anybody else because that's not my nature. I'm very much of an introvert. He's an icing on the cake for me. He's a, you know, he's lucky. I, I, how can I put this? I don't run around seeking outward affections from other people. I don't feel the need to do that. There's a lot of folks that feel the need to do that. I don't. Never have. I'm happy with myself. And that right there, that I didn't realize because I was talking to a therapist I've been in therapy <laughs> a lot in my life due to different things that happened to me. And just, you know, it's, it's good. As a nurse, you're faced with so much stuff that, um, and you're seeing so many awful things as a nurse, especially an intensive care nurse, that therapy sometimes can be helpful. I'm just saying. I went through hell and back again as an RN in the NICU. Little bitty babies dying, parents crying, all of that stuff can be overwhelming to you. And <clears throat> I tend to, I tend to, do, I do get attached to the people that I'm there caring for because I'm all in for their care. I want their whole experience to be um, complete and a good one and to have all of the thing their needs met because that's what a caregiver, a caregiver should, oh, I got something crawling on my leg. A caregiver should be that way, right? We should be, oh, yeah. I got ants crawling everywhere in my chair. Hold on, folks. Well, that was fun. I had ants crawling. I was like, oh, I'm getting bit. I had ants crawling on my uh, chair in the front. 
I spray this vinegar tea tree oil water spray on my chair when I sit down. That way it keeps the ants off of it. I forgot to spray the front of it and the legs. Keeps them from curling up the legs. Anyhow, um, what was I saying? Talking about relationships. See, I don't really, marriage is not something I believe in. I, we're, I call my husband, husband, my man husband, but we are not legally married. We're just live together. And, um, Mm. I don't believe in marriage because I feel like it's a it's like this ownership thing people should not be owned it's like a slavery sentence it's like you're an indentured servant to one another you should want to be there because you want to be there you shouldn't have to sign that shit on paper documents are only for um work-related incidents you know like or you know legal type things and i just think marriage is it's a personal emotional spiritual contract that is done in a way and i don't mean marriage i mean relationships it, that i mean are people supposed to stay together forever i don't really know are they are they i met my my man late in life um, and he met me late in his life and we both have had uh, marriages prior to this and rocky relationships before that we both did um, and we discovered it was just hard easier to be by ourselves we met at a time when neither one of us wanted to meet at all anyone we did this because his family a person I used to work with uh, wanted us to get together for what she well I told the story they wanted him to they wanted to get rid of him <laughs> yeah they had allowed him to come stay and work on their farm and then as soon as they were done with them you know and he he was looking for a place to settle down because he lost his home during to the hurricane hurricane in, New, in Katrina so he lost his home you know lost everything in, in New Orleans and and so when that happened and he couldn't try to rebuild his life as cousins, which were the people I didn't realize were the people that I worked with, um, offered him to come stay with them. And that would have, you know, on their little farm, they had a little farm there and a little trailer and what have you. And so long story short, they worked him to death down there. They worked the shit out of him. They got us to meet. And then when we, we hit it off then suddenly they started pulling the Christian card on us. Yeah. They started saying things like, well, you shouldn't be sleeping together without being married first. Well, you're the ones who put us together. You knew that we were going to get together. I mean, we just, we just hit it off immediately. It was crazy. It was weird. They wanted us to walk down the aisle and neither one of us were like, oh, hell no. You know, and... Yeah, it, long story short, it soured a relationship, an old friendship of mine, and, but we, we are happy together. This is the weirdest thing. We ended up, we ended up moving here through connections and finding this beautiful place, and, and, uh, I'm being able to take, be taken care of during my lupus. Like, I had a really bad day yesterday after, you know, podcast morning, whatever, did all my chores, my back went out, I was having a harsh time, my husband, I say my husband. He's my, my spiritual man. Boy, that's a loud whatever that is. Something down the road. 
somebody's vehicle not running properly, it sounds like. Having issues with the engine or something. You hear that? It sounds terrible. Anyways, um, we had a... Uh, where am I going with this? Oh, crap. Um, we both had bad relationships, bad marriages, and we didn't want to go down that road again. We just, neither one of us did, but we, we ended up coming here. And like I said, finding, oh, my husband took care of me yesterday. Yes, he did. He took care of me. I was having a bad day. He's, that's how I knew he was the one I wanted to hang with, you see, because he was selfless, is selfless. He, he saw me at my worst, literally. This is when we were dating or, or, you know, staying in his trailer. And then eventually he moved in with me. He helped me with a really rough situation in my home. He, we went through really some rough, rocky things in the very beginning. And instead of it just being a sexual relationship, we went through some rough things in the beginning. And these rough things made us realize that, you know, it was meant to be us meant to be together. Um, however, however, you know, the signing on the dotted line and the paper and all that nonsense, it just irritates me. I think that the, I wish we could just, you know, why do we have to have the government involved in our personal relationships for the love of God? You know, I guess in that respect, I think it's just stupid, but you know, save the government for things like pandemic tracing <laughs> save the government for stuff like that you know get stay out of my personal stay in my bedroom please stay out of my bedroom i don't need mike pence telling me that i gotta live my life a certain way he's such a christian <laughs> you know they ought to pull all these little cards she did that that friend of mine she pulled that card of you should not fornicate oh my god you did hell you even had an affair with your husband during desert storm she had, an affair. she had an affair with this man. Get this. She's, she was a nurse in Kuwait, and she had an affair. She told me a story. She had an affair with this married man who ended up leaving his wife and becoming her husband. It was the craziest thing ever, but that was okay because it was in times of war. <laughs> I told her, I said, you guys were, this is nuts. Don't even go there for me, please. I don't believe in owning people. We don't do that, and I don't think it's necessary. And the whole marriage thing, infidelity nonsense, whatever. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's just, it is all there is to it. I told my husband that. My man. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. It's, it's okay. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, it, this is where I say, you need to learn to love yourself first. And it's hard to do that. Took me years. Hmm. To love myself the way I am without having to be something different. When I was younger, I didn't like being around people, so it wasn't about showing for other people. I wanted to better myself for myself. I guess that was learning to love myself or to tone myself. It wasn't all about trying to impress somebody. I, I, that's always been an irritation of mine. People's need to impress each other. I don't... You're going out of the way to impress someone and show off. It's, God, you know, show off for yourself. Can you just be proud of yourself? Love yourself. <laughs> but, um, 
that's just, it's up to, you know, whatever. Oh, here comes my fat man do. Got a cat coming over here to visit. But anyways, yeah. But anyway, they pulled that card. I told you that. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're kicking him out because he's a fornicator. And then she started the rumor at where I worked at that I was a, a whore. And everybody laughed and said, well, we know her. She's never done things like that. She doesn't, she doesn't fool around. She's not like that. If she's fooling around, good for her. <laughs> it backfired on her. She didn't get the result that she was hoping for. She wanted to demean my, which I don't understand why. She wanted to ruin my credibility. She wanted to ruin my stature in life. She wanted to make me look bad. And then she had the audacity. I was started looking for another job because I couldn't deal with her constant verbal onslaught and abuse during our working nights. You know, we worked together and she would just talk about things, talk about me. And it was just awful. So anyways, I finally started to look for another job. Well, before I ever found the job, where I wanted to go, she turns it, literally goes to the head nurse and says, um, she's leaving. Yeah, I understand she's got a job somewhere else and she'll be leaving in a few weeks. And so <clears throat> my head nurse comes to me and says, is this true? You're leaving? I said, oh my goodness. I said, are you serious? She, she goes, well, you know, so-and-so told me this. I went, wait a minute. That's none of her business to be doing that. Who does she think she is turning in my resignation for me? And she even agreed. She said, that's kind of shitty, but she said, are you leaving? I said, well, I'm looking because, you know, this constant onslaught of, in my opinion, abuse. She keeps picking on me. And, you know, she's the one who put us together. So for me, I don't understand. I'm talking about my, my man, you know, I explained the situation to her. She went, oh, I said, yeah, she put us together. Oh, goodness gracious. I said, she put us together, and then, and then she does this. I said, it's just kind of ridiculous um, to put us together, to play matchmaker, and then start calling me a whore when the match took. I said, that's what she's done. I said, I'm sure you've heard her talk about me. She says, well, yeah, I kind of heard that you were sleeping around. I said, but sleeping around? I said, you know, that's not me. I don't do things like that. I don't need to. I don't care. I said, I just met this person. We happened to hit it off, and we stayed in each other's houses. And I said, that's none of her damn business. So while you were doing it at her house, I said, at her farmhouse, or trailer, or whatever you want to call it, it's where he lives, where they let him live. They have another house. Because he works for them. And they're family. And I said, that's pretty shitty to do your own family, talk about I said, but I'm a grown woman, you know, I'm in my forties. I don't think I need to have someone critiquing my sex life when you, when that person put me in that path to begin with. I think it's pretty crappy. I said, but yeah, I'm looking for another job. She says, well, you know, two weeks, you're out of here. Can't have this kind of nonsense. So she said, I'll consider this your resignation. So this person literally turned in my resignation for me. So yeah, thank God I found another job. I was literally off three weeks. 
before I went to work at that new place because of the mix-up screw-up and that woman doing Because normally I don't ever let that happen. I usually, if I switch jobs in the nursing world, you know, I go from one to the next with them just, you know, I do my two weeks. And I don't have time free. I literally had three weeks where I wasn't working and it felt strange and uh, uncomfortable. But my man was so angry with his family member. I said, yeah, this is unbelievable. I said, first she kicks you out, threatens you, calls you, you know, all kinds of names because you're sleeping with me. Even though we're grown-ups, very much grown-up. We're grown-ups. We should get to choose. I said, we both have had tragedy in our lives, and we found each other, and we're happy. And I said, she has audacity to do this. And she's trying to make me out to be this freaking slut. I said, this was somebody I took care of when she first came to the United States. For 20 years, I, I've helped her. And then she goes and does this to me. <laughs> I said, people are funny. You never really can trust people. You can only trust yourself. You really can only trust yourself. There's always something. And I said, you know, and don't take this wrong. I said, I, I trust you as far as I can. I'm sure you feel the same way about me. But I said, the only person I truly trust is my own self. I know me. I don't know the unpredictable nature of everybody else. So this was very unpredictable. I didn't know she was going to do that. But anyway, it's okay. And we're still together. Now she... <laughs> they had a family reunion. I won't go to their family reunions. I stay here with the animals. But my hubby went back. And uh, she happened to be at those family reunions. And she's so proud of herself for putting us together. Very angry to this day that we're not, we never, we didn't make it legal. But in her mind, she says, "Well, you're common law, so it's legal as far as I'm concerned." I, and you know, in the eyes of God, she's so worried about that, what God thinks. And I, God's blessed our union, as far as I'm concerned. We're happy together. The fact that we can weather all these storms together and we work well, we're constant. I'm having problems with my shoes, with the ants. This is a day. Sorry. But yeah, the, pro the, 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 the fact that we can weather all these storms together, that is love. I really love him. You know, we had our little intimate physical relationship in the beginning with friendship. We, we, we just hit it off friendly wise. And then we had the physical nature. And then when I started to get sick and we realized that, um, and when we came here, it's been the last few years, actually. The danger of me getting pregnant was so dangerous. And that no birth control would work, it seemed like. And it all was dangerous on the birth control front for me. Um, we just decided to be good friends. I mean, we're happy. Relationships evolve. You know, maybe at some point it will get physical again. I don't know. I don't know if it will. Maybe it will. Right now, I'm not looking at that because I can't. I'm okay with it. And he's okay with it. I, that's why I say I, God, you know, in the view that I look at God, he's watching out for us. He, she. She's keeping, they're keeping us. The universe, the cosmos, if you will, is keeping us together, I guess, or comfortably happy with one another. And accepting of the situations that we're in. 
Yeah, you know. And, you know, there's a lot of it, too. He even mentioned this. He said that it has to do with age. He said, I just don't have it in me to even think about hunting around for anything else. I said, well, me neither. I'm too tired. <laughs> Dating, you know, when you're going out there and you're dating, that takes energy. Energy I don't effing have, folks. I don't have that energy. That dating thing's irritating. Mm. And I am so me right now, as far as my person. I think that's one thing that's difficult. For, I couldn't get dates to last. You know, like I would go on these short little dates with some people, and I refused to change my, my person. I was never the kind of person, I shouldn't say never, maybe when I was a teenager, but when I got older, you know, and now, and after a divorce and whatever, not right now, but divorce before I met my man. Okay, so it was like 20 years I didn't do, you know, didn't have anyone in my life really. Oh, I had a sporadic date here and there, but because of how I, how I felt about me, I didn't feel the need to be that person sitting by the phone waiting for it to ring and hanging on and, you know, and just having to tell my man every single thing I was doing. I wasn't really serious about anything. And if I dated when my daughter was younger... My eldest was younger. I, I never brought him home until I felt comfortable knowing that person, and I never, never felt comfortable. I have a, I had a little girl that was just gorgeous, and I wasn't about to let weird shit happen. And let me tell you, unfortunately, that's a thing. You have relationships where the lady is got children and she's dating and you know you bring a man in the house and he sees the beautiful young girl and daughter and weird things happen you put you know I did not want to endanger my daughter's life her mojo her person her spirit with a potential man that might look at her wrongly when she's just a child it happens it does never did that to her and uh, that was my decision so like if I dated you know I would take her to her dad's my daughter or find a babysitter you know and uh, we do our date and then I you know and a lot of times I wouldn't I didn't really date that much though I was so busy raising her I was so busy working that I think the entire 20 years I maybe had three dates in 20 years mm. and not one of them was a sexual encounter and I'm not lying about that I didn't have any desire to go that route I had friends that were divorced like newly divorced and they were out there at the dance places banging everything they could that was not me I didn't have time for that first off I didn't want to get pregnant good lord having a baby by myself already you know I'd already raised my daughter alone I was raising my daughter alone I didn't need to be doing that again, you know. Didn't need to have two and three and four and five kids all by myself. Because I don't believe in marrying for the children. I think that's just ridiculous. Um, I, I think people should not. You should have good forms of birth control in place. And you should be ready to. You realize every time you have a union with someone, you could bring a kid in the world. So that's the thoughts. And are you ready for that consequence? I wasn't. Yeah, I already was having a cat. I already had a child. 
was already raising her. A lot of work. And I didn't want to do that um, alone with two and three and four children. I had friends that did that, though. Yeah. Divorced friends that had, like, a different daddy for almost every kid they had. and, and But none of them stick, stuck around for very long. I just didn't get that. And I was like, man, life is just, uh-uh, no. Mm. And constant turmoil in their house. Oh, geez, the drama, trauma. I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal with it. I didn't want to. You know, so really the three dates, that didn't really amount to much. And I found it to be more of a pain in my ass. I found that when I was divorced, I enjoyed my own company most. I would do things I wanted to do, like go to the bookstore and library, and, you know, take vacation trips with my daughter and do things alone and that made me happy that didn't require. And there was times like I would, you know, like I needed like a week by myself and that was the week that her dad would have her. So she goes stay with him and I would go do something for me. I'd plan my vacation around that and I would go have me time. I didn't have it with other people. I didn't need to. I was happy by myself. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I did do go a lot of shopping with my, shopping, a lot of camping with my very bestie up in Minnesota. We did that a lot too. So I'd go spend time with her. So, you know, it was always, and she at the time was single. So we both understood each other for sure. And uh, she was always trying to find someone though. She, even though, I was so happy alone. She was always trying to find a guy. She couldn't handle living by herself. It drove her crazy. And uh, I just had no need for that. I just did not need that. A lot of... You know when you get to be a certain age, you find your authentic self and you find your own routine and your own way of doing things and then if you adopt that was the thing that was a little bit difficult when my person came into my life was he did realize I was definitely my own person and he wasn't used to a woman being very their own person to the point that they didn't budge to you know uh, for certain things and uh but he respected it and he said man you really are not afraid to be by yourself are you I'm like no not but you but you aren't either and he's like no truth true that true that he said I just he said no offense he said I've, I've known a lot of women to be very clingy and have to you know feel that need of approval of their dude in order to do something I'm like hell no I said I'm too old for that I said you must have been dating you know 20 year olds or something I said, even when I was in my 20s, I had, that was the clash that I had with my first husband was my independence. He didn't like it. He didn't like my independent nature. He wanted me to be this doe-eyed little person that couldn't make a decision for herself without asking. And I wasn't that, and so it drove him crazy. Drove him crazy, and... Uh, I'm not like that. He said, I noticed. He said, but I have to respect that about you. He said, you definitely, definitely are a self-made woman. I said, well, my mother was a lot like that too. You know, 
She really was, even though my daddy was kind of old-fashioned. My mom, um, she was tough, 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 tough woman. And I guess I'm a lot like her in that respect, you know. She's just, she had her ways. Oh, she gave up a lot to be with my father, but she did have her own way of doing things. And God forbid you get in her way, even him. He figured that out, and as she got older, she grew tired of his... I'm the husband and you're the wife and this is that. And she just basically gave him the middle finger one day. When he complained about her food, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget this. He complained about dinner once. Once. Uh, I guess he complained past times, but he, she'd been busy working and doing this and that. And he complained about something she made. She just scooped up some mashed potatoes. She, he said something about the pork top is dry and I don't really like And I was dating my first husband at the time. Okay, bud, you need to go somewhere else. I have a bud flyer on my head. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, he, uh, he complained about her food, and she, we were having, I think, mashed potatoes, peas, and pork chops. It was before I was vegetarian, obviously. And I had my new boyfriend sitting there. That was my first husband. And my mom just looked at him with this look, and she scooped up some mashed potatoes and she reached over with her hands and took about three peas and placed them on top of the potatoes and she was looking at him my dad and then she turned around turned the spoon around and flung it right at his forehead she said oh you uh having problems with the food there you can cook this shit for yourself from here forth on and she got up and she left the table and we all sat there and went oh you know my mom was in her 60s then and uh <laughs> oh, my dad was angry. He was angry and embarrassed because my boyfriend was sitting there, and my boyfriend didn't know what to do because he thought, oh, my God, they're going to get divorced, just knocked on, drag out, fight. And inside of myself, I was jumping up and down going, you go, Mom, because my dad could be a bit of a authoritarian, and she did not. She put up with it for years, and all of a sudden she's like, nope, nope, done with that shit. I got a job and take care of myself. I'm not having babies anymore, so don't really need you. If you want to be here with me, be happy or just whatever. And it, they had a little, but then after that, after that weird altercation, it was like there was a new love between the two of them. It was weird. It's like they were both teenagers again. I'm not kidding. Yeah, she started, she never wore makeup. Okay, so she started wearing lipstick and painting her nails and earrings and the next thing I know my dad's bringing her lingerie I mean it was like he saw the side of her and I guess it excited him and boy it was like they were dating all over again it was kind of fun so there's a good side to that mm. I got like two minutes left here so I'm gonna go ahead and stop this this was not a podcast about Donald Trump for the first time but I did very well and I'm not gonna talk about him because there's nothing to talk about right now he's not changing so He's being himself. Anyways, uh, yeah. So this is a northerner stuck in the south. And I'm Ruth Wittstein. And this is May 19th, 2020. Tuesday. Um, pushing 1020 in the morning. And uh, please wear your masks. Social distance still until we, the experts say that it's better. Wash your hands and just be, you know, hang in there. It isn't the end of the world. In order for us to fight this virus, we need to do the right thing, and that is to 
just be common sense. Just do common sense. Don't spread disease. All right. Peace out.